turn. and honor, strength and glory and power be to you the only wise King I will adore you, holy. 
nation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Holy is God, and who was the church say amen it is always good when the Lord blesses folks in the ministry of music one of these days I'd love to do a a serious biblical discussion from this desk on the topic of music and worship it's much more powerful than we think and so we praise God for the ministry of music here at abundant life today it gives me great honor to stand before you and share for just a few moments under the topic it's a setup it's a setup if you've been so kind to allow your bibles to accompany you to church today i invite you to rest on your feet just go ahead and stand on your feet so we can honor god's word daniel chapter 3 verses 1 through 18. daniel chapter 3 verses 1 through 18. And the word of God says to the people of God on this afternoon, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, and the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, and the magistrates and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then he herald cried aloud to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in the symphony with all kinds of music you shall fall down and worship the gold image that king nebuchadnezzar has set up and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace so at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn flute harp lyre in symphony with all kinds of music all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Therefore, at the time certain Chaldeans came forward, accused the Jews, 
They spoke and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you did not serve my gods or worship the gold image, which I have set up? Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony, with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Our final verse for our sermonic spotlight this afternoon. Verse 18 says, but if not, if I may be so bold, I believe that there was a finger waving that took place, but if not, a little attitude, Holy Ghost attitude, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. I want to speak for just a few moments under the subject. It's a setup. It's a setup. Let us pray. Father God, it is your desire and your will that we please you. I pray, Lord, in this experience that your will be done. Will be done. This we ask in your majestic name. Amen and amen again. You may be seated. Every now and then, whenever a presentation of God's word is to be shared, the preacher gets a little bit nervous. It doesn't matter how long you've been preaching. It doesn't matter how much prophecy you know. But when you stand before the people of God to share God's word, it is always a humbling moment. The sermonic spotlight this afternoon is simply entitled, It's a Setup. For the truth is, we have experienced a wonderful month of January. We have been blessed. Matter of fact, in December, we were thinking on what to do to experience 2015. Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, vision came to some of us as leaders, and we've declared that this year is a year time for change. We got excited and we built around the elders and we had some training and we've had some praying. And even now we're experiencing the 10 days of prayer and fasting. 
and the Lord is blessing us. On Wednesdays, we have a powerful time. And it is clear that the Lord is leading in abundant life. We have been blessed. If you look around, we see that the gates are put up. And we feel a little more secure. Our children are learning at Alka, and we're blessed. Our elders are gifted and talented, and we can't wait to hear them preach and teach, and we're blessed. The church is looking good. The building seems fine, and things look like we're on course for greater things to come. As I think about abundant life, and I think about how life is going, and I think about how we're about to climb out of the month of January and walk into the month of February, I get excited. I don't get excited because it's Valentine's Day. I, I don't get excited because anything else that happens in February. But I'm excited because I know that one month closer to the month of December means that God is going to bless this church. And so I'm excited and I'm overwhelmed. But in the midst of me being excited, in the midst of me being overwhelmed, I can't help but to think to myself, how many of us have shined our right foot? Or if you're left-handed, you shined your left foot, trying to put your best foot forward. You've prayed. you fasted. You sat down with your family and you said, there's going to be some changes this year. We're going to transform this house. We're going to make sure that God is pleased, not just with our lives, but the building we live in, the beds we sleep in, and the family that we live with. We're planning to be better. We're wanting to be better. But as we're planning, it is important, vital, essential that we realize that the enemy is planning for us too. Every now and then we get really excited because we think to ourselves that we are planning a better tomorrow. But in the midst of that, we need to realize that the enemy is planning for us too. This particular passage that we look at today is quite interesting. For the truth is, we cannot find a defined time of when this golden image was being built. It is suggested, however, that Nebuchadnezzar felt the need to share with the people at that time in Babylon that there needs to be an image set up, an image that we ought to worship. They had a desire to have one more idol to lift their praises to. It is said that they found time and energy and dedicated moments of prayer to build up this golden image. Babylon was full of idols. They were full of individuals trying to find reason to give praise to a God. And the Bible tells us as they started this journey, this, this preparation and building up this idol, that memory has us to remember that it was just a chapter ago that King Nebuchadnezzar found himself in a position where he had a dream and he wanted to find answers to the dream. And the Bible tells us that he searched high and he searched low. He tried to find someone that had the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding to help him to understand his dream. But as he searched to and fro, as he looked high and low, as he tried to find the strong, the wise, the intelligent, no one could give him the answer. But along came Daniel. Daniel came up and Daniel said, this is the answer to your dream. And it was declared in, in Daniel chapter 2, listen to me church, Daniel chapter 2, that King Nebuchadnezzar, nobody prompted him, nobody encouraged him, nobody bamboozled him, but 
King Nebuchadnezzar suggested to every man, boy, woman, and girl that there's no better God, no greater God than Daniel's God. But just one chapter later, just one chapter later, we find King Nebuchadnezzar cursing God with his act of building an idol. I got excited. Elamojo, I got up on my soapbox and I started looking at the text and I started pointing my finger. How dare you, Nebuchadnezzar? After God has blessed you, after God has taken away that tormenting spirit that haunted you, just a chapter later, you decide to build an idol. How dare you, King Nebuchadnezzar? I caught a Holy Ghost attitude. I looked at that text and I said, if I was close to King Nebuchadnezzar, I would have found my Bible and slapped him upside his head. But as I looked at the text, and as I looked at the situation, I had to push pause. And I thought to myself, how many of us, you and me, who God has blessed just in 2014, and here we are in 2015, and we're acting like God has not done anything for us. Oh, you can act like you're not telling on yourself. I tell on myself all by myself. Some of us last year thought we weren't going to make it. We were ready to throw in the towel. We were giving up on life. We were saying our money is funny. Hello, somebody. And our changes. But look at us now. We're in the month of 2015 and we look good. Oh, come on. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't look too bad, do I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lord has blessed you. You know, every now and again, church, every now and again, I got to go up to the mirror, Elder Sanford, and I got to look in the mirror and remind myself what God has done for me. It's called a mirror check. Some of us need to go to the mirror a little more often, and some of us need to pull up some old photos to see what you used to look like. But praise be the name of the Lord. That he turned you around and placed your feet on solid ground. You don't look like you used to. Oh, I don't know about you, but I don't mind praising God all by myself. Because the old me isn't the good me. But praise God for the new me in Jesus Christ. The Bible says King Nebuchadnezzar decided to build up an idol. And the interesting thing is, if you look at the passage of scripture, that he invited a whole lot of people. These were the people of people. They were the head honchos of the city. They were all that and then some. They were individuals who held the position that everybody else wanted. And the Bible says that this invitation goes out to all of these individuals to come over to this idol experience. Now what's interesting is, and I need us to take note, is that the reason why King Nebuchadnezzar invites all of these wealthy people, these people of knowledge, these people of power, 
is because King Nebuchadnezzar realizes that if he gets them to bow to the idol, everybody else in society will bow too. Okay, let me come a little closer to you. You see, the individuals of our church, of our community, of our city, of our country, if we don't stand for something, if we just fall and worship anything, if we just give up on what we know that we shouldn't do, then what will happen is our families, our community, our church members, the people will fall in the same suit. Let me come a little closer. Sometimes we wonder why the devil hits the top and not the bottom. That's because if he hits the top, the top will lead the bottom. And so it's important that we realize in life's journey that we stay connected to the source, come what may. Because if we keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, it don't matter what comes our way. It doesn't matter what temptation, trial, or tribulation. We will stand serving our Lord. Some of us are looking at me wondering what's wrong with me, but I'm looking at you wondering what's wrong with you. Oh, yeah. What my problem is, is tomorrow, some of us are going to be so filled and drunk off the Super Bowl that we're going to shout for our team. But here we are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we're too cute to say amen. You know, sometimes we wonder why we aren't able to break out of certain circumstances. Well, the truth is that's because your worship is weak. Somebody said there's power in praise. Open up the windows, pour out a blessing. Anybody know that song? You wondering why you're struggling in blessings? That's because you don't know how to worship. Can I speak the truth and shame the devil? You got to keep it real. You can't give this half-price worship to the God who kept you all week long, got you looking good, paying your bills, driving with gas in your car, but you worried about what? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that was a commercial break for somebody. That was a commercial break. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says in verse 4, he hurled a cry aloud to you. It's commanded, O peoples, nations, and language, that a time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, the harp, the lyre, the psalter, and the symphony, with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse 6, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall, what? be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So at that time, verse 7, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, and lyre in the symphony, with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's think about this for a second. Some of you are probably wondering the same question I had when I read that passage and studied it. How can an individual who is intelligent, smart, educated, someone who is of status, that thinks for themselves, how could you get an invitation to come to a location to fall and worship a God that you really don't know anything about? 
How is it that somebody can send you a piece of paper that says, meet me here? And when you get there, he says to you, at this time, drop and worship. And instead of you saying, help me to understand what this God is all about, all you do is follow suit. There's a problem there because you're educated. You can read, you can write. You know something's not right. But instead of you questioning it, you just follow suit. Let me tell you why they followed suit. They followed suit because the jobs they got wasn't given to them from God. It was given to them from King Nebuchadnezzar. You're not feeling me. Let me come a little closer. You see, the problem with some of us in church today, including the preacher, is that we're so caught up in our jobs, so caught up in our positions, not because God gave it to us, but because man gave it to us. And so when God says to us, don't do this, we're saying, ah, God, I hear you, but the man. Ah, God, I feel you, but my boss. Oh, God, I hear you, but my bills. You see, if we recognize that it's only God who gives us a good thing, we don't worry about what man takes from us. Okay. Okay. Let me say this to you. I truly believe in 2015, some of us are going to be challenged. Some of us are wondering and questioning, when is the Lord going to bring that fine and divine woman of God my way? Some of us are wondering, when is the Lord going to bring that fine and divine man my way? Oh, don't look at me like I'm funny. You know what I'm talking about. You don't want your neighbor to know, but I know. Some of us are asking God, when is that house coming my way? When is that car coming my way? When is that bill going to be paid off? When can I use that credit card again? Oh, okay. So nobody in Vegas shops. Ain't nobody goes to premium outlets. Ain't nobody been to Fashion Mall. Ain't no ladies in here need new Mac makeup. Hello, somebody. Oh, you didn't think the preacher knew about that. I said, I know we are in need. But at the end of the day, let me suggest to the people of God that if God gives it to you, it's worth holding on to. But if man gives it to you, just throw that thing away if you need to and trust the Lord of your life. The Bible says, the Bible says, therefore, at that certain time. All of a sudden, verse 9, they spoke and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of your horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not, whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Here in the passage of scripture, my friends, all of a sudden there's a movement of snitching that takes place. All of a sudden there's a rat in the game. 
all of a sudden there's someone calling out someone else. And these individuals used to hang out with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This tells this preacher in 2015 here at Abundant Life in Las Vegas that there's some who hang around us, who talk to us, who eat with us, who sleep with us, who worship with us, really ain't for us. There's some people who we call friends. But I'm letting you know they don't wish the best for you. And any second they get, they're going to rat you out. You know, we talk about the last days. We talk about the time of trouble. Let me let you know real quick. Be careful who you hang with. Can I talk to my young people real quick? There's times where somebody will tell you they're looking out for you, that they got your back. Ain't no back they got. If they get a chance to throw you into the fire, you will burn, baby, burn. That's why it's important that you trust God and God alone. If I'm, if I'm being a little too rough on your church, you see, now you're getting to know me. A few months have passed by. Can I keep it real with the church? Oh, yeah. I don't always have time to speak so eloquently that the Lord is good to us and that he's... Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pray for the preacher. I'm so sorry. I hope nobody calls the conference on me. You're going to... Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Oh, blessed assurance. Jesus is ours. Okay. Verse 12. Verse 12. Let's look at the text. Verse 12. The Bible says, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury. You hear that, right? In rage and fury. We're going to go back to that. In rage and fury. What does King Nebuchadnezzar do? He gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. King Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you have not served my gods or worshipped the gold image which I have set up now? Verse 15. Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And here comes the question. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? And let me show you something real quick. If I am King Nebuchadnezzar, as bad as I be, my name is king, not prince, not servant, king. In other words, when I speak, you listen. When I share something, you respond. But the Bible says that word gets to King Nebuchadnezzar that there's three men who are not following suit. And King Nebuchadnezzar, according to the scripture, is in rage and fury. And the Bible says, he summons them, come to me. And he doesn't bring them to throw them in the fiery furnace. 
But the Bible says he brings them to ask them a second time. Now let me tell you something, what's wrong with that equation. You see, the reason why he asked to bring them and not quickly to throw them in is because the God we serve is a God to be worried about. There's some people at your job that don't like you because you keep the Sabbath. There's some people that you hang out with that don't like you because you don't drink or smoke. And if they could, they would take you out. But they have an inclining in their mind that there's a good God that you serve. And instead of them throwing you in the fiery furnace, they're worried about the God you serve because who is God is God all by himself. Okay, let me give it to you a little more cuter. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The God we serve is awesome, all-powerful. Nothing can harm his children unless God says, let it be. The Bible says, the Bible says he calls out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And an attitude kicks in. He asks the question he shouldn't have asked. Who is that God? It's funny that just a chapter ago, he knew who that God was. This is to remind us as Christians in the house today, if we can just keep it real and tell on ourselves. It is very often that we find ourselves at the location of church. Or we find ourselves cracking open God's word. Or singing a hymn or a song or two. But when problems hit us, we're so quick to throw away that same God that just rescued us last week. Okay, okay, okay. Last night. Okay. Two minutes ago. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's some of us in God's house right now that don't have no idea, but because you serve an awesome God, he knows, all right, let me give it to you this way. The God we serve is so good that some of us struggle with paying some of our bills. But because we keep the Sabbath day, for the hours that we're at Sabbath school, midday, AY, we're not at home, so the lights ain't on. The water ain't running. The toilet ain't flushing. Can I talk to the church? The fridge ain't opening. Can I talk to the church? Ain't no Game Boy. Ain't no PlayStation. Ain't no Xbox. Ain't nobody ironing nothing. Ain't nobody playing any music. Ain't nobody watching no TV. And so you're saving that money. Somebody's going to get that next week. <laughs> the Bible says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego an answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Let me just say that when you know what you know, you don't got to show. You know, there's some, help me, Holy Ghost, up in this place. You know, there's some, there's some people that have to show that they got what they got. But if you got what you got and you know what you got, you don't have to tell anybody what you got. Somebody better hashtag that, retweet that real quick, Instagram that in the name of the... Okay, okay. The Bible says, we're having too much fun. 
if, if that is the case, the Bible says, verse 17, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. Okay, we're going to close it right here. This is it. The Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar asked the question, who is your God? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego catch an attitude real quick, and they tell them, well, let me let you know what's up. Sorry, that's Marvin Clark's version. Let me tell you what's up. He says, he says, the God we serve is so good that he can rescue us even from fire. You know, I wish there were some Christians in 2015 that even if fire came their way, death, sickness, illness, even if it came their way, they'd say, bring it on. Because I know what you see, but I want you to see what I see. You see, we talk often about this is not our home. We're pilgrims marching through. But we don't believe it. We want to hold on to whatever we got. The Bible says that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego make it clear. We know what fire you're talking about. But I want you to know the God we serve could rescue us if he wants to. But now here's the kicker. Then the Bible says, but if not. That conjunction of the word but separates the previous from what's to come. It suggests that if it doesn't go the way we wish it went, let me let you know that we're still not bowing to your idol. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Just because you sign up to Christianity, old, young, connected, disconnected, parents, children, grandparents, uncle, nephew, auntie, whoever you are, just because you sign up to this thing called Christianity, it does not mean that life's always going to go well. That's why that word, but if not, is there. Because if it doesn't go as well as you want it to, does that mean that you're still not going to win? You see, my victory lap isn't here in Las Vegas. My victory experience is not here in this world. I don't care what they have to offer. At the end of the day, I'm looking to make it to New Jerusalem. Listen, I keep telling you, my money is funny and my change is strange. I'm not getting any kind of mansion down here. And any mansion you see down here that you want to covet, it ain't as nice as mine up there. But watch this. But if not, but if not, how do you know, church? That what we go through on this earth is not a setup from God. Listen to me. Just stay with me for a second. I promise I'm going to close. How do you know that everything that you experience that's rough, that's not right? I'm talking about losing loved ones, fighting cancer, dealing with lupus, 
Whatever it is that you're going through, being blind, handicapped, whatever you're going through, having whatever issue you got, diabetes, you name it. How do you know that what you got and you're going through isn't a setup? Okay, let me go somewhere else. The Bible says that there's a gentleman by the name of Job. And the question was, the question was, the devil was looking for someone. And God said, have you checked out my man Job? And so he said, okay, I'm going to go to him and I'm going to prove that he only does what he does. Because you bless him. And God said, do what you want, but don't take his life. And so the devil went and took his family, took his home, took his cattle. Matter of fact, his boys that he ran with, you better curse God and die. His very wife spoke that. But the story doesn't end there. The Bible says that Job got more than he ever desired. Because in life, it could be that God sometimes looks at you and not so much to say, I don't think they can do it, but I believe they can live through it. And so some of the things we go through, it's not so much for us to say, look, woe me. But it's to say, God sees something in me that I didn't see in myself. The devil is often experiencing setups. He tried to do it at the hill called Golgotha. We know the story well. He planned to take the life of Jesus. And everything looked as if it was a setup for his demise but God took that story and allowed us to hang on right until Sunday morning and we know according to God's word death couldn't stop him the stone couldn't hold him back at the end of the day our Jesus rose like Christ and he was able to stand where no man could stand and say that he is I am that I am Today, my encouragement for you is that whoever you are, whatever you're being faced with, I want you to know that it's a setup. And if you agree with this preacher, you've heard a word that is touching you, I want you to stand to your feet and declare to the enemy today that, listen, you might have got me last week, last month, or even yesterday, even up to last night, but I believe by God's grace, this is a setup and my better tomorrow is on its way by faith. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. And you're praying, you're asking the Lord, Lord, what is it that is for me in this word today? Today you might be a visitor. Today you might not be a part of this church. But you want to ask God to move in a mighty way in your life. This might be your church, Abundant Life. But you've been going through it. And things are not making sense. But today we want to pray and ask God to reveal his power in your life. So as the song is being sung, 
I want to encourage you just to step out of the pews. Tell somebody, excuse me. Tell them you're going to meet your master up at the front. Your master isn't this preacher, but your master is King Jesus. If it is your desire, just step out of the pew wherever you are. Step out from your seat and come on down. Shake the preacher's hand and let me pray for you. We want to ask God to do something miraculous in your life. It's a setup, friends. God has, a, God has a plan for you today. Will there be one that's coming you, forward? God bless you, my brother. It's gonna be your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed. You're praying. You're asking the Lord, is it me, oh God? Is it me? And if it's you, you're stepping out by faith. God bless you. 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 We're looking for some people that want to be broken. Broken from that thing that so easily besets us. So easily causes us to wonder and question about our lives. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Open up your heart. We're praying by God's grace. This is a new day, friends. This is a new day. We're looking for God to do something great. God bless you. God bless you. Open up your heart. Listen to that song. Open up your heart. Let him in. Let him in, friends. Tomorrow's not promised. Tonight's not promised. But I tell you who stands Open in the gap between yesterday, eyes. today, and tomorrow. Let His name is in. Jesus. We know him as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. God, God is able, so capable, dependable, and I know he's assurable. Trust me. And today God I preach so what I know. I don't preach about what I heard. You. Death was supposed to be, be mine. But God says not now. Don't throw in the towel because that same towel that you're going to throw in, I'm going to use that towel to shout hallelujah. There is power in his name. Today we're looking for someone that's willing to break free. We're looking for someone to break free. God is able. Listen to that song, friends. It's going to be full of you. God bless you. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Open up your eyes and let me in. Today, there are some who come forward that maybe want to give their lives to Jesus Christ. You've probably Open slipped and fallen. You need to make some corrections. Let me in. We want to offer you that opportunity. Maybe it is that you want to be baptized or maybe it is you want to have Bible Open study or maybe it is that you just want to understand who Jesus in. is. If that is your desire today, I want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand. I see your hand, my brother. I see your hand. I see your hand. Open up your eyes. Anybody else? Anybody else? Let me in. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. We're going to offer a prayer. And we're going to ask this God that we serve to do something great in our lives. Father God, we call upon your matchless name this afternoon. We know that there's power in the blood. And we don't just say it figuratively speaking. We say it because we know, God, it was that blood that cleansed us to make us better than who we are today there are many that can testify in here that we serve an awesome god that we serve a forgiving god and it doesn't matter what the equation of life that is before us our god can deliver us and he can deliver us today and so lord we ask in the mighty name of jesus that you'll begin to pour out your spirit upon your children we pray, oh Lord, that no matter what we're experiencing, whatever the devil has set up for our demise, for our destruction, for our sadness, for our brokenness, for our defeat, that even now in the mighty name of Jesus, that you'll begin to unravel it and you'll begin to put together what seems to be broken and make it straight in the name of Jesus. We pray for our children. 
We pray for our young people. We pray for our seniors. We pray for the community. We pray for the sick. We ask, oh God, even now that this church will be lit upon a fire that can only come from on high and you will move in a mighty way in this place. God, we know you can do it. We've seen you before. And we ask, Lord, that 2015 will be the best years of our lives. So now, Lord, we place those before you who raise their hands saying yes to Jesus. And we ask, oh God, that you'll seal the decision today. We speak against any sickness. We speak against any depression. We speak against any drugs. We speak against alcoholism. We speak against anything, oh God, that is not in connection with you. And we give it over to you today. Have thine own way, we pray. In the blessed name of Jesus Christ, let the church say amen. And amen again. Look to your neighbor and say it's a setup. Oh, come on, say it's a setup. But God has a plan for me. God bless your abundant life. God bless you. Church, I have a confession today. You can keep playing, please, please. There's, there's power in confession, eh? This is not the norm for me. Um, I don't like to make announcements after a midday service because I still do believe that the Spirit is moving even now. And so I'm going to ask, please, for some grace and mercy today because there were some instructions that we were gonna help out our brother Ryan Johnson. And I just want us to be in mindful of that. So I'm gonna pray a prayer for the offering. Our deacons are at the back. And I'm gonna ask, please, if you do feel moved to assist our brother, to assist our family. So we're gonna ask for a prayer for the offering at this time before we're taking up this, this field of field of funds elder mojo god bless you he's reminding me to share with you that website i'm gonna try and share it with you now praise god for technology it is www.gofundme.com forward slash ryan's treatment ryan's treatment so i'm just gonna ask if you can buy your heads at this time Father God, we pray a blessing upon the hearts and the hands that will give and for those that will share in prayers for Ryan. We know, Lord, that they need this assistance and we know, God, that you've blessed us abundantly. And so, Father, as abundant life, I pray, Lord, that we will do what we can. Bless that offering to go forward to help our brother and our family in Christ. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
benediction. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us here today to praise your holy name. As we go our way, please help the message to stick with us, and please help us to apply it to our life. Please bring us back for another Sabbath day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Tonight there will be AY at 4.30 for the celebration. You may be seated until ushered out. We'll see you back here at 4.30 this afternoon. Come with your Super Bowl representation. We're going to have a good time with the Lord at 4.30. We want to see everybody back. God bless you. listening. We thank you for joining in today, and we do hope that you will join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. And please decide to come and join us in person. Don't just listen to us on the radio. Come and share with us in fellowship in spirit and truth. Las Vegas, Nevada.